0: coast to coast, peanut butter
1: and toast. Probing in the lane, fading away, whoopsie do! don't mind if I do. In transition, denied by Hoyling. DeCam says, give me that, a pick two for Northwestern.
0: Spot of three on the way,
1: bang
0: for Noah in and the Erickson center erupts.
1: Spread the love around, corner, pocket, cash for Lund. It will be here before we know it, that being March Madness, and we are definitely looking forward to that. Don't get us wrong, but you don't have to wait that long for elite college basketball. The February frenzy is finally here. And this is the month that we look forward to each and every year across the UMAC. Ryan, alongside Wyatt, it is a glorious time of the year. Mr. Morrell, do you think this February will deliver? What do you think my answer is to that question? I hope it's a resounding yes and not just like, yeah, I sure hope so. I hope it's no doubt about it. Has it ever not would be what I would say. Very rarely. Maybe if we look back
0: like 13 years ago in the UMAC, maybe there was a bunch of blowouts. Uh, You're really reaching at that point. You're you're really reaching (laughs) at that point if you're going to go back past a decade. Of course, it's going to deliver. With the races we have heating up, with the games that are to come, I am extremely excited to see how this shapes out, who's going to take those final four spots. And the best part about the February frenzy, Ryan, it's not like you blink and it's gone because there's three weekends of full on umac basketball that we get the privilege to watch so before the tournament before the tournament tournament. exactly so let's just kick back soak it in and take advantage of what's to come amen i totally agree
1: and that's the same to you folks at home sit back and enjoy it soak all of this in so appreciate all you listening i'll say it quickly off the top would love to hear from you questions comments concerns anything you got at gmail.com. You can find us on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, at U-A-O, the UMAC. All right, Wyatt, earlier this week, we recapped what took place this past weekend across the UMAC. Full slate coming this weekend, though, not games just on Saturday, but hopefully, fingers crossed, we will get a full eight on Friday night and Saturday afternoon into Saturday evening across the upper Midwest. Real quick on predictions from this past weekend to update folks if they would like to know what's going on and they're following along at home i believe this has been updated yes it has shout out to mr bauman Wyatt. you have a three game lead because you picked up a game on myself this past saturday the one that you got over me was you picked the northwestern men's squad to beat north central i had north central otherwise we got all of the other games both correctly or incorrectly if you will and all the other rest of them so 48 and 15 so far for you, how are you feeling through the month of January?
0: Well, I'm feeling good enough that I will give you the option. If you want, I will pick every single game wow. first. You're just going to give me every chance you can. I'm going to give you the option. Here's the deal. <laughs> you have not had, we, we have had a lot of similar picks. The ones we haven't, obviously, yep. you've, you've, you've kind of struggled with. It seems like these 50-50 games have not gone your way.
1: And there's been a few close calls.
0: Well, I, know it. I mean, I look back on Saturday the 13th where I
1: was 4-4, four and four, I could have easily been 8-0. And, oh. and I'm not just saying that. I mean, there were some razor-thin margins, but that's why we love it. So I'm trusting that some coin flip games are going to go the other way, the rest of the way. You I'm need not panicking. To. Down you just three to. games, I am not panicking. I am aware of what is ahead.
0: Well, let's find out what happens here. Let's get this rolling. And like I said, I can pick these games first if you'd like. I mean, if you want to pick first, I'm not going to stop you, but I'm giving that option to you. No, I will let you pick first. I will uh, happily take that invitation. Let's start Friday night, women's first,
1: ladies first, as we always do wide across the upper Midwest. We'll start in the state of Wisconsin, out in Ashland, Northwestern, at the Kendrigan Center. Northland College, we know, has had their struggles this year and making up games. I think I know where you're
0: going with this one. Do you have the Eagles or the Jills? Yeah, I think you got to take the Eagles. Thought about it. And then no. I was easily taking the Eagles in this one, so um, Northwestern wins. Not much more needs to be said. I take Northwestern as well. All right, let's stay across the border. You don't, you don't get to 48 and 15 by you know, trying to find the upsets. <laughs> Just take the team that is better. For sure, yes. Let's stay across the border, Wyatt. Fun one here. Yeah. North Central
1: at UW-Superior. I know you remember, Wyatt. After the Jackets knocked off Northwestern in a thriller, you and I were in the building for that game on Friday, January the 12th. Next day, Superior doesn't have any chance to rest. They got to have a tough matchup at North Central. They fell 70 to 59 after they beat the defending conference champs by 8. This time they get to see North Central to start a weekend, okay? They don't have to play them on a back-to-back. Coach Carpenter and her staff can be preparing as much as they want for North Central. Knowing they got the Eagles coming into their building Saturday, yes, but we've heard from so many coaches, wide and conversations we've had in the past, you got to prepare all you can for that Friday night matchup and then kind of do a cram session, late studying, if you will, staying up late, waking up early, all the good stuff for the Saturday matchup. So that being said, they open with North Central in this weekend's matchup. Do they return the favor and beat the Rams at home to stay
0: at the top of the UMAC and try to keep up with Morris at the top? Like you said, a couple of big things from the last time they met. North Central was rested. Superior was not. The game was played at North Central. It will be in Superior this time. An opportunity to avoid getting swept by the Rams and keep pace with Morris. Give me the Yellow Jackets at home. Coach Carpenter's squad bounces back. They get a win, and they split the season series with North Central. I'm going North Central. I think it's a good matchup
1: for them. I like what I saw from them against Northwestern. I know they didn't win the game, but if they can keep KVP and Kayla Hola on the floor to go along with hopefully some timely triples from the likes of Davenport, maybe off the bench, Telso, Caitlin Ryan doing her thing as well. Why? if they don't get in foul trouble, I don't think Superior can match their size. Well,
0: can they stay out of foul trouble, though? We have not That's really a seen
1: that up to this point. I agree with you, but I think this is a game where they do enough, and I like what I saw the last time. I know they were fully rested. They didn't play Friday night. Superior was in a war on Friday night, but I like North Central to win this ball game.
0: And this is another one of those 50-50s. We just talked about it a moment ago. This is one of them right here. Well, I'm glad you see it that way because I look at this more of like a 70-30 in my favor, but, hey, wow. I mean, power too. you. are trying to make up a game, and uh, we'll see if it happens. All righty. Let's go to the final two taking
1: place on Friday. Go out to New Ulm, Wyatt. Two teams riding in hot. I mentioned Martin Luther in the podcast earlier this week has won three out of their last five in the UMAC overall. They've won three in a row. They're in the thick of the discussion coming in at three and five but the team that you can't really argue is the hottest right now in the UMAC, Minnesota Morris Cougars, they've won seven straight wide. They are a wagon right now. Does it remain that way Friday night
0: out in New Ulm? Can Morris continue to roll down the tracks? Well, if Martin Luther is able to win this game somehow at home, they could very easily be 5-5 five and five at the end of the weekend because they host Crown on Saturday, and that's a very winnable game for them as well. lot to play for. You would imagine this is the most anticipated home game for Martin Luther women basketball in a long time, and the Morris Cougars are going to come in and spoil it. They roll. Give me the Cougars. Out of the two teams that are both hot right now, Minnesota Morris is on a different level, and they continue to, as you put it, be that wagon here this weekend.
1: It was very compelling, Wyatt, out in Morris the first time these two played. Okay, Earlier this year, Saturday the 13th, Morris started their really hot run, and after finally getting some home contests to play, you know, Martin Luther made it close down the stretch. They lost by 10, but this game was compelling. Uh, Morris, you know, probably would say they end up winning a little more comfortably than the 10 point score would show. You're going to have to have a really, really good effort from Martin Luther at home.
0: I do feel like it's single digits, but I will take Morris. I can't go against them, being that they're a wagon right now. So the Knights in their last game, five different players in double figures, you you almost wonder if it's going to take that kind of an uh, offensive output from them to hang around and maybe steal this game. Yeah, they're going to need that because, I mean, you have
1: to have multiple players making open shots if you can generate them because you're not going to beat them with one or two scores against this Morris defense, totally. Mm-hmm. Alright. One more on Friday evening, Wyatt. Crown at Bethany. Crown coming in. Struggling this year so far, Coach Tussler's club one and six. Bethany trying to bounce back after their loss to Martin Luther, four and four. A big weekend in Mankato at home for the Vikings. Do
0: they get back on track, Wyatt, with a win Friday night? Part of me wants to take crown because it's like the shots do have to fall at some point, but they're just not. Remember that game against Bethany, Ryan, the first time around. Do you remember it? Yeah, they needed that heave at the buzzer just to get the thing into overtime, and then Bethany we, won in overtime. We turned the computer off to get ready for the game we're calling. We thought it was wrapped up, and that Crown had, uh, you know, taken it. They got the win. And then we look later, and it's it's Bethany in overtime. We were like, what? How is that God possible? Smacked. It yeah. was. It was incredible. And uh, you wonder if Crown is going to use that as fuel and motivation, and they realize they can compete with Bethany. Oh, it's tough. This is the toughest one by far on the women's side Friday night for me. I'll take Bethany in a really, really close game. I think it's tough mentally for
1: Crown Wyatt, just being honest where they're at. I think that's maybe the biggest hurdle this week for Coach Tussler and his staff getting the girls ready for this game because they have the personnel to win, yes, If you remember, I picked Crown last time. When I mentioned that four and four weekend I had where matchups could have gone either way, I felt good about them winning that game. And then obviously, you know, they lost in overtime and they quite easily could have won that game. But it's different this time around. Bethany's desperate for a win to stay right in the thick of that playoff race in the UMAC. They're the team at home. I got to take Bethany in this
0: one as well. Yeah, I don't blame you by any means. It is one of those games where it's like, if Crown wins, I am going to be kicking myself, though, because I almost pulled the trigger on it, but just couldn't get the courage to do it. If onlys and butts were what candy and nuts. I think is he says, "Yeah, Dwight candies says? and nuts," and then he says something else. Sub Some German, really, thing. really strange. Yeah, but good pull. Good,
1: good. Pull. Uh, all right, ready to move on to Saturday, Wyatt. Uh, across the UMAC, we have four more games to take place. Let's start across the border once more. North Central
0: at Northland. Do you have the ramps? Yeah, I do. I'm gonna assume you do as well. I do as well. It's it's I, tough. I, it again, we said it before. We're not gonna
1: take the Jills at this point with what's going on with their program. We hope they can, you know, just get the games in because they've had some struggles getting together enough players and just learning experience, have some fun and, and get yeah. some minutes for some underclassmen. That's for, about all for I have sure. To say. For sure. All right. Let's um, we're not gonna do the other game in Wisconsin yet. We're gonna wait on that one. Okay. We're gonna go out to New Ulm, Wyatt. I'm gonna change up the order on you. We're gonna go Crown at Martin Luther. We feel like both these teams will be coming off of a loss. Now, Martin Luther, we said, is still in the picture, but if they lose tomorrow's Friday night, you're three and six. Feels like it's a must win then against Crown the next day. They could be coming off of a tight loss as well. Do you feel like Martin Luther at least gets one this weekend at home to stay at least in the conversation around the water cooler about what may happen in late
0: February in the UMAC? It's another tough one. I'll take the Knights. It's another game where... Crown will probably win, and then I'll be kicking myself. They could win both these games and and spoil, you know, Martin Luther and Bethany's it, hopes then. and chances. So do it. They're gonna Shout play out the role. Coach Tussler. Yeah, they're gonna play the role of the spoiler. I uh, I'll take the knights. I guess my thought process is, you know, Crown's not gonna win both. They have to. They have to lose one of them. I would think. So if I just take the two home teams, I mean, maybe get a split out of it, worst-case scenario, I don't know. I'll I just I'll take the Knights, and uh, like I said, I think the Knights have some ball players, and I think they have enough talent where if they come ready to play, they're the better team, and they should take care of business.
1: Agreed. I- I'm confident, Martin Luther. I like how they're playing right now. Even if they lose Friday night against Morris, I like their chances to win on Saturday against Crown. I got the Knights
0: as well. All right, so that leaves us with two more, right? Correct. Next, let's go. I was going to say, I'm assuming you're going to hold off on Wisconsin. I'm
1: going to hold off on that one. You're correct. We're going to go to Mankato. Bethany, we feel like, is going to be coming off of a win against Crown, playing Minnesota Morris, who you and I believe will be winners of their last eight games played. Now, this is really interesting, Wyatt. Bethany has the ability to be really good. But they also have the ability to hit valleys. It has been hills and valleys this year for Coach Perfest Club in her first season at the helm. Where does the roller coaster ride take them in this ballgame? Reminder in the first matchup between these two squads, Wyatt, Bethany started off really well. Seven point lead after the first quarter. Morris then found themselves down by four at halftime, and Morris put the Nas on, hit the turbo button, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> nice. in the second half out at Jim Gremmel's court. This one taking place, obviously, in Mankato. They hope to not have as slow of a start. Big question, Wyatt, and it's been a question for multiple teams. Can Bethany Lutheran slow down Maddie Grove? She had 26 in this ball game. You mentioned this past Saturday against Crown. She almost hit a 30-burger. If they can slow her down and make that adjustment, I think this game is very compelling down the stretch. Now, their team is not just Maddie Grove, and I feel like that's easier said than done. I'm taking Minnesota Morris. I feel like they continue to roll, and they are 9-1 through the opening 10 at the end of this weekend. And Coach Tim Grove continues to say, I absolutely love this team, and he likes his chances to get back at least to a UMAC tournament and potentially final this year, and I will leave it there for now. But the hottest team in the UMAC, I believe, stays that way. Through the end of this weekend. What say you, Mr. Morrell?
0: Yeah, well, first, when you say the word Nas, and I know it's like from Fast and Furious, I think of Dwight again because there's yes, an episode. That's when, why I said it. When yes. He's with Jim and he's like, You gotta hit the Nas, we gotta go. And Jim's like, Are you serious? And, yep. and he's like, and We gotta he says do it. brace for it, you're ready. Yeah. And he's all and he hits yeah. the wipers. Yeah. It's pretty funny. <laughs> um, I'll take Morris. Don't need to really go too far in depth on it. double uh,
1: digits? I, Is it convincing on the road?
0: I think it is close, but then yeah, it's like a late double-digit win where you know it's been in single digits throughout the majority of the game and then late free you know, throws. Yeah, they hit some free throws or some shots, and Bethany stops fouling. I don't know. Coach, I think, just just
1: pull Maddie though late. Don't let her shoot the free throws because you know I, I can't afford that. I, we don't want
0: that for fantasy. So. You would you would think Bethany could start fast, being at home and yeah. just playing with some emotion, knowing what's at stake. But yeah. eventually, the better team. Uh, gets it going, and they they do enough. So, yeah, I'll I'll take Morris. Could they flip
1: the tables, Wyatt? There's been some surprises in this series. Do you remember a few years ago when Morris marched into Bethany and next to no one gave Bethany – excuse me, no one gave Morris a chance, I should say, rather, and uh, Morris shocked him in that one-versus-four UMAC semifinal and dethroned Hannah
0: Geisfeld? That was probably one of the more shocking – results on the women's yes. side that i can recall at least in our time certainly when we've been doing this pod but just even our coverage of umac basketball absolutely um, this one would not equate that like yeah if bethany no. wins good upset but no it's not on that level but it's flipped where morris is a pretty sizable favorite but yeah they yep. don't have yep. any yep. no, guys I get, called and this I, is not the tournament yep. i get what you're saying but yeah no i uh I, I think morris is gonna find a way to win this game
1: one final game on the weekend wyatt you know where we're going to the Mertz, a huge weekend for Superior. You believe they will be coming off of a win against North Central. I believe they'll be picking up their second loss, and they'll be coming into this ballgame at 6-2. And, and the Eagles will be 6-3. We both think, feel like they're going to be at 6-3 after their win Friday night against Northland. A rematch between two clubs that we saw in person play the first time. Lots of runs in that game, ebbs and flows. Eagles couldn't fully answer the huge run the Jackets had to open up the second half. Can Superior find a way, Wyatt, to beat the Eagles for the third straight time? Remember, the last two times they've played have been at the Erickson Center. Last year when they played at the Mertz, this was an absolute rock fight. I mean, I hate to use that term, Wyatt, but this was like Wisconsin versus Virginia in the NCAA tournament on the men's <laughs> side on steroids. I mean, this thing was ugly as a basketball fan. I'm sorry, but I think Coach Carpenter and Coach Call would agree with me on that and everyone involved who remember that matchup last January at the Mertz. All that is to be said. If this gets up and down and Northwestern can find a way to get it in transition and not turn the ball over too much, I like their chances. I think Superior wants to slow this thing down, especially after a tough matchup Friday night. I feel like it's a slight edge to Northwestern in this one. Yes, both squads have to play the night before, but the Eagles are hoping to come off a game that's very convincing, like it was this past week in the UMAC where they had a rescheduled matchup against Northland. I think their starters are going to be rested and ready to go. And I think that makes a difference. And I know it may sound shocking and it may sound ridiculous and I could be wrong and eggs may have to be thrown at my face at the end of the weekend, but I think superior may
0: go. 0-2. you're going to have to make the pick first though. I almost did it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you kind of, I feel like you've tipped your hand in a sense. Um, I got rolling downhill it's not, too fast, and I well, couldn't stop my momentum. Look, it's yeah. not it's not going to change my pick, though. I'm going to take Northwestern. Wow, I'll take Northwestern on the road. There's got to be a there's got to be a surprise somewhere, right? And I feel like this is where it happens. If if you were to tell me to set the line, I'd say, yeah, okay, maybe Superior's a couple points favorites in this one. It's a really even game, and remember, Superior was able to get the better of the Eagles the first time around, it's kind of flipped. They have to prepare for North central the night before Northwestern. I mean, you know, they're not going to probably have to worry too much about Northland as that game goes on. They can maybe rest some of their players Their Their focus is on superior this week. And I think that bodes well for the Eagles. I think Northwestern turns it up a notch here this weekend. And we finally see the team that won the conference title a year ago. That was the favorite coming into this season. We see that version of Northwestern. This weekend,
1: Yeah, that's what I was alluding to. This is totally different if it's played Friday night between these two. It's not, and that's an advantage for Northwestern, and they find a way to beat Superior after they've lost to him the last two times. They get it done on the road, and I feel like the Jackets are going to go 0-2 on the weekend, and I still really, really like that team and what Coach Carpenter has been doing with them over the last year and change, and they are still a contender to win the title. I just think this weekend it's two scenarios in which they're going to lose to North
0: Central and Northwestern. It's going to be a very good game. I mean, that is definitely the place to be on the women's side this weekend, right? The question of if you lock lock yourself in a gym, you got to be there for for that stretch. I mean, there's no question. With those matchups against North Central and Northwestern, it should be a, a great couple of days there in Superior. Yeah, especially because sometimes wide it can be bitter cold up north when you're coming, you
1: know, up to Superior and not too far off the water, a little colder even than what you have in the cities, but it's balmy. We we've skipped straight to spring. It's like we're playing basketball in late March, early April, but it's just early February. And so you got to go up to Superior, you can lock yourself in that gym. It's not even very cold outside. You'll be nice and comfortable no matter where
0: you are. Yeah. You can survive. absolutely. Yeah, you can absolutely survive. All right,
1: that's all the women's games, Wyatt. We can uh, flip on over to the men's side, and uh, lots of compelling matchups taking place on the men's side as well. All right, Friday night, let's start across the border. Northwestern at Northland, another must win for the Eagles. Northland, though, looking for their first win on the season. They're not just going to hand it right to Northwestern. But, Wyatt, can the Eagles pick up their fourth win in a row? Remember the win streak a few weeks ago started against Northland. You were in the building for that game in the Erickson Center. Do you see this playing out in a similar way on Saturday at the Kendrigan Center? Last matchup between these two on the 13th, 84-66 Eagles win. Do you see something similar
0: Saturday? Friday, I should say. I was Friday just night. about to say, you're, confu- you're confusing me because it is a Friday, Friday. game. Correct. Yeah, Northwestern's going to win this one, and then that'll set up a huge contest against Superior on Saturday. I, I don't think that always going for Northland here in this one. I agree. I won't take any longer than that. Eagles
1: need it. They're going to get it, and they're going to find a way – down a guard to figure out their rotation a little bit before they move on to a tough game against superior on saturday in which their guards and their ball handling will definitely be tested against the jackets okay let's stay across the border actually let's go to a fun one i mean what a weekend at the mertz white i mean yeah. my goodness you you could have four games at the mertz that are within seven points yeah. i know that's not likely
0: but i feel like that could happen it could it's four games. Well, we're gonna have to monitor that now and keep an eye and see if it maybe does happen. But uh, the odds aren't good. I'll just say that. How about the not seven points, four games within ten single single digits? Yeah, nine or ten. That's a little bit more likely. I don't know, ten percent maybe. It's, you're right. It's probably not
1: gonna happen. But it feels not, like it's possible.
0: It, <laughs> it absolutely could. You're right. Normally we can't say that at one side. For this the whole one, weekend, I think. This one, I think, definitely will be. Who do you got?
1: Wyatt North Central at UW Superior. First time that they played. Went down to the wire. Once more, Javon Walker got fouled in the closing seconds. He made one of two free throws. North Central couldn't make a shot before the buzzer. 68-67. The Jackets survived on a weekend that they beat Northwestern on the road in overtime. And then the next day, they beat North Central by one. Can they once more just scathe by North Central? Because I don't know about you, Wyatt, it does not feel like in this ball game that Wisconsin Superior is going to go out there and they're going to win by a lot at home. Is it possible? Sure. But I feel
0: like it's not likely. No, it's not. It's going to be a close game back and forth. It's going to be tough defense. Who's going to be getting the 50-50 balls, attacking the glass. It'll be a really fun game. I'm looking forward to this one and seeing how it shapes out. I'll take Superior. I, uh picked them to win the conference as we continue to remind our listeners of at the beginning of the year and uh, i will honor that even though they're not going to bethany's going to win it but uh, i i do think they're a notch above north central and they're starting to maybe get to where they need to be so they'll continue the trend in the right direction they'll get a win against north central on friday evening
1: are you gonna give me a score? Is it with at least within five? What do you think? I mean, you said tight, but how, how tight are we talking? Sixty-nine sixty-five. Wow. Almost identical one. to the first matchup. There you go. Yeah, this is gonna be a lot of fun. I mentioned what happened down the stretch in the last ball game. Javon Walker doing a ton in this game, twenty-two and seven for the Jackets. Obviously, mission number one for North Central is to try to slow him down, but that is As everyone knows, a lot easier said than done. How do they bounce back after a gut punch loss to Northwestern? Wyatt, I know you saw what Coach Becker said after that ball game. Uh, It was interesting. He said, and I'm paraphrasing here, but I think it's pretty close to what he said. Correct me if I'm wrong. But he said, after the loss to Northwestern, the heart and the effort has always been there. I don't have to question that. But sometimes our brains are not quite where they need to be. Did he say that something like exactly that? That is exactly what or he our said. Heads are? Based, yeah.
0: based on what I remember, basically just saying we're not very smart at times as a basketball team.
1: Yeah, which is interesting because we talked earlier this week, Wide, he's done a great job in out of time out plays down the stretch. I mean, he did it against Northwestern where they didn't, you know, make a few shots that they had a good look. But then against Superior, too, if you remember in that ball game before Javon Walker went down the other way and scored, I mean, he gave his team a great chance at the rim. I think that was the one where Wedgworth Brown couldn't finish um, amongst the trees in the lane. But how does that look on the road? It's a lot harder um, to get your guys doing what you want them to do down the stretch sometimes on the road, like he's talking about, with their heads, and that's something that he's trying to square away because I feel like it's just in a game like this, it may be more mental than anything. I feel like these two teams are super even. I will say, though, I feel like we haven't seen the best yet out of Superior. I feel like we see a better performance from them from what we've seen so far this year at home. I feel like you get Superior trending in the right direction now that the calendar does flip to February. It's really tight, but I got them winning this ballgame, and if North Central's going to win, they got to be way better on the glass. They were bullied there last time, plus 12. The Jackets were on the glass, and again, North Central still Nearly won the game, but I got the Jackets in a tight one, picking up a win on Friday night, which would make it interesting, why? because then you would have them propelling away from North Central because they're both 5-3 and three coming in, so tons yeah. on the line.
0: In a way, it's kind of a toss-up game, but I think we both would say we're not envisioning a scenario where one of these teams runs away with it. That would it, be surprising. It should be, should be a close game either way. That would raise our eyebrows for sure. Both okay. of them. Both of them.
1: Well, can you raise one eyebrow? That's tough. Can you do that? No, You're talented if you can do that. I wish I could. You have that much control
0: over your face? It is. Yeah, it is pretty cool if you could, but I I cannot, (laughs) unfortunately. Folks, if you're bored um, later on this
1: evening, look in the mirror and try to move one eyebrow up. That's difficult. Good luck. Okay. Uh, Getting back on track. We are through two of the four games to take place. Let's now go into the land of 10,000 lakes, the state of Minnesota. Let's go to Minnesota Morris at Martin Luther White. Huge win for Morris last time out this past Saturday against Crown. We talk about Northwestern treading water a bit and staying alive. Morris not in quite as dire of a situation, but that was a huge win when they really needed one white. 500 at 4-4 four and four coming in, Martin Luther at 2-6. and six. Who do you got in this one out in New Ulm?
0: Yeah, I mean, we might be thinking about that shot that uh, Jace Nelson hit if Morris is to make the playoffs this year. You know, that'll yeah. be the, the, the turning point of the season, if you will. I do think Morris wins this game. They get it done on the road, and they kind of continue in the right direction before their showdown with Bethany the next day. So give me the Cougars.
1: Definitely put that video in the uh, one-shining moment at the end of the season for the whole UMAC, or for Morris at that matter. That needs
0: to happen at some point. Probably so take some work, it. but, I mean, we, we could probably. I mean, I'm not going to do it, but if you want to We know do some it. <laughs> people in the UMAC
1: office, and I know someone who's got yeah. some
0: talent and could maybe make that happen. We could make a one-shining moment, absolutely.
1: That'd take a lot of time, though. You're right. It would
0: take a lot of work.
1: It would, but it'd be (laughs) kind of cool. I got Morris uh, in this ballgame on the road. Uh, I feel like that win really gives them some belief going into this second half of the season, and uh, they start off a big weekend on the road with a win against Martin Luther. I agree. All right, let's just get to the game we want to talk about, the showdown. What a showdown it will be, Wyatt. It is? At Bethany Lutheran first time that they met. I know you remember it, but I'm just going to remind our listeners what took place out at the WAC. 75-71. Bethany won it late after Crown. Remember in this ball game, Wyatt, really, really good start for Crown. Out of the gates at home, they were up 24-12, doubling up Bethany with 11 minutes to go in the opening half, and then 29-14, a 15-point cushion with nine to go in the half. Obviously, the game of basketball is a lot longer than just that chunk of play in the opening half. Bethany made huge plays down the stretch. They won the ball game. Your guy Hunter Nielsen led the way with 20. And the big story in this game, Wyatt, Cade Carroll only had 10 points at home for the Polars. Clearly, I think you and I would both agree he has to do more. Buckner has stepped up in the biggest games. He had a double-double in this game. But much like what we said against Morris last weekend and what could have been the difference on Saturday out at Jim Gremmel's court, He was in foul trouble. He played just 23 minutes. He had 22 and 10 in just 23 minutes of play. Wyatt, few people in this whole league have been able to stop Tyrus Buckner. I know it's more than just two guys, but what do you need to see if you're a Polar fan from Cade Carroll and Tyrus Buckner together to pull off a win on the road against a Bethany team who it feels like at home it's next to impossible to slow down that offense below 80-ish points. It, you're going to have to go on the road yeah. and score if you're going to win in the North Gym.
0: No, absolutely. you got to stay out of foul trouble, first and foremost. They can't afford to have one of these guys, let alone both of them, in foul concern right right out of the gate. And then, honestly, it's not doing too much, as crazy as that sounds. Don't try to force. Take the shots when they're there. Look for your opportunities, but don't get into this set of mind or this, you know, idea that you have to be the one that does it all. Use the role players you have around you, get everybody involved, get off to a quick start and you'll have a chance in this game. You were, you know, in control of that game like we said the first time around for a good chunk of it. I think Crown can absolutely beat Bethany and they can compete. They are one of the few teams that can do that in the UMac this year. But the problem with trying to beat Bethany and defend him is you got to worry about a guy in Hunter Nielsen who we both think is probably going to win player of the year. You got to worry about him down low. Drew Sagadal is back. He's healthy. He's in the starting lineup. You got to deal with him. They've got other guys that can score it, fill it up. They have so many guys that contribute in so many ways. And when that happens, it's just so overpowering and too much. I always say there's usually one loss out there somewhere. You would think maybe this is it. I can't do it, though. I'm taking Bethany to win this game. They're going to be too much. Segadol is back in form. They're going to get a lot out of Nielsen, who's going to affect the game in the paint. And I just think Buckner and Carroll try to do too much or put too much pressure on themselves in this one. And they're just they're not able to hang around long enough. And Bethany starts to pull away late in this one.
1: Yeah, it'll be a great game, Wyatt. I mean, this is one of the games where you and I talk about we're glad that it's Friday, not Saturday. Not that it wouldn't
0: be compelling if it was Saturday, well, I'm... but
1: just <laughs> What what were you gonna say? I'd
0: say I certainly am glad it's it's Friday and, and not Saturday, this yeah. weekend in particular, but
1: no, I am as well, and maybe more people like you will be able to tune in since it is on Friday evening for this ballgame. And just both coaching staffs able to prepare totally accordingly. We know we're going to get guys healthy and rearing and ready to go, not that it wouldn't be fun on a Saturday as well. But all that being said, you know, last year in this gym, most people listening know that it was a double overtime thriller. Crown had their chances to win late. They couldn't. They got them at home in the whack last year. I mentioned what happened a chunk of weeks ago this season in which Bethany came out on top. Those two guys, Wyatt, we've talked about them. Tyrus Buckner for Crown, Hunter Nielsen for Bethany Lutheran. My PSA quickly. Officials, let the guys play. You got to call fouls or you got to call fouls. I get it. But let there be some physicality because, Wyatt, I don't know if we will get a better mono-e-mono matchup with two guys who have been dynamite this season than 23 in purple on 31 in white, assuming Bethany's wearing white and Crown's wearing purple. There are other matchups that are sweet. Sagadal and Madsen and Ackley, those guys on the perimeter, trying to defend Cade Carroll as he's getting shots up from deep, trying to go downhill as well. Crown has all the guys that they needed to win this ballgame. And in some way, you start to think, at least I do, does it help them, Wyatt, that they lost to Morris, that they're a little more focused and zeroed in on this ballgame, or is that garbage? Is that thought that well, them losing to Morris the game before maybe gets Crown a little more zeroed in on this ball game? They're going to be focused regardless, don't get me wrong, but does that change the complexion a bit, being that Crown is coming off of
0: a heartbreaking buzzer-beating loss? Yes, it does to a certain extent because when you look at the standings, there's certainly a lot more riding now on a game like this where you've got Superior and North Central sitting alongside you at 5-3. and three. Morris is a game back and they just beat you. I think Crown feels that, and there's a sense of urgency. It does change the complexion a little bit. I also don't think it matters, though. Bethany's going to approach this game the same way, regardless of how Crown approaches it. So I don't think it impacts the overall result and what's going to happen. But yes, it's maybe viewed a little bit differently if you're a polar faithful and a polar player slash coach. I bring that up because I feel like that is one of the differences. I'm taking
1: Crown. And I know earlier this year they didn't come out on top, and they were oh so close down the stretch. And, you know, in that ball game, I took Crown and I was wrong. I'm going to ride with them again. Bethany's so tough to beat at home. I understand that they are a wagon at home. Last year they didn't lose at home, period, the whole season. I feel like Crown will drop at least one in this second half. Not Crown, sorry. Bethany Lutheran will drop at least one game in the second half of the season. I feel like Crown gets them on Friday night, and it becomes
0: even more interesting as we head down the stretch. Is is part of this because you, you thought they were going to win the first time around and you're just still chasing that?
1: Yeah, well, Do you hope they
0: get it done this time?
1: Well, because, you know, I mean, that's part of it. You know, Crown, it's not just chasing it and saying, I have to pick them until they win. But I look at that game wide. You play defense at a high enough level to win. You have enough offensive firepower. What are the odds that Kate is held to 10 points or fewer again? Not good. they got to be pretty low, right? No, but I but mean, you like could, you could say Bethany's going to score 85-90 this game, though. Correct. Right? Crown's it, offense is going to have to do more.
0: That's just it. I mean, there's so many un, you know, variables, if you will, that change the complexion of a game. Yeah. So get, getting Cade
1: going early, and he was going for a stretch where he had eight points in just over a minute in the opening half, and then you know Bethany shut him out the rest of the way basically at the whack last time they played. But then Buckner, got to stay on the floor. He needs to play 30-plus minutes. We can't have another game where he's at 27, 28 minutes in foul trouble and out in the biggest moments for Crown trying to keep the game tight or not being able to be in the game down the stretch. He's got to be on the floor. They win. It's by no more than a possession. This is within three points, and it is a it is a, excuse me, spine tingler, barn burner. I'm so excited I can't talk. Friday night at the North Gym. Get
0: your popcorn ready. This one should be fun. Get your popcorn ready. Who says that again? I think it was uh, either T.O. or Ocho Cinco. Okay. Chad Johnson. If you. Who would you that. like more, T.O. or Ocho Cinco? T.O. is more,
1: more interesting. I, it, I it would make sense if it were him because, remember, he was the guy one time in Dallas, where he took the fans' popcorn and he poured true. it inside his helmet after he scored a
0: touchdown, you remember that? They both had some interesting antics in in their day. T.O. thinks Sink. he can still—he still thinks he can play. I know. Yeah, Ocho Cinco's <laughs> still in pretty good
1: shape too. I remember when he and uh, TJ Hushmanzato did the Lambo leap, and uh Packer fans were not too <laughs> pleased and pushed him out. And uh, yeah, those were the days. Good times. Not that we're talking NFL football though. Okay, let's move on to Saturday. Four more games to predict. North Central at Northland. You believe that North Central will be coming off of a loss Friday night, as do I. Do they split the weekend, though, Wyatt, and finish the weekend
0: six and four in UMAC play with a win over Northland? Yes. They beat Northland. It's one of those games you got to have. You can't afford to drop both, let alone one to Northland, and then find yourself at five and five. You, you need this one as each game gets more and more critical. Uh, I'll take the Rams. I agree. I won't go much further. I will say, I mean, it's not just a gimme. This is one of those
1: potentially that Northland could win if North Central isn't ready to go from the jump. But if you get a lead at the first timeout, five, six, seven minutes in, I like their chances to win this ball game as long as they're ready to go off the jump. Okay, let's uh, stay in the state of Wisconsin, actually, and let's go to Northwestern and UW-Superior next. Some may call it the game of the day on Saturday, but we're going to do it right now. Northwestern, Wyatt, has lost the last four games against Superior over the last two years. All of them have been tight. All of them have been close, not much separating the two squads. Earlier this season, they lose in overtime, a game that you were in the building. Northwestern, we believe, coming in will be on the season just one game below 500. Winners of their last four straight at four and five. We believe the Jackets will be six and three. Feels like another one the Eagles really may have to have if they're going to get into the UMAC tournament. Is this the time that the Eagles can finally get over the hump that is UWS and avoid being stunned at the Mertz Saturday?
0: Yeah, this is where their season ended a year ago. In that UMAC semifinal, an opportunity to get a game back, not just that night, but earlier this year that they feel like they easily could have had. And like you said, if they're able to win this one, assuming that they hold and take care of business Friday night as well, all of a sudden they are right in the mix, very much alive at five and five. They lose in their four and six. Sure, they maybe still have a chance, but you don't really like the chances as much. Massive, massive game. I'm going to go back to what I said before though with Superior. I picked them to win this conference at the beginning of the season for a reason. I still think their best basketball is ahead. I did think Northwestern was going to beat North Central. I was right on that. I thought they would make it interesting, give themselves a shot, but at the end of the day, I don't think this is a playoff team this year. The loss of Parker Bainey hurts as well in a matchup where Superior is going to pressure these guards and really try to speed them up and turn them over. I understand Jane Iamari's back in the picture. He didn't play the first time, but it's basically like you get him back, you lose Parker, and all of a sudden depth is still a concern in this game. Superior wins at home. They kind of close the door, if you will, on Northwestern's playoff hopes this year.
1: Lots of great points. I was going to bring up, Jay, if you hadn't, but I'm glad you mentioned that. I mean, the Eagles sure missed him wide in that ball game. You remember the two late steals that TJ Moberg had where he was just reaching in the cookie jar. I think he got one from Bainey and one from Vincent, he if did. I'm remembering Yeah, and, and
0: they, correctly. Were, they almost were back-to-back possessions.
1: I don't know if they were, yes. but they were yeah. very, very close. And two huge plays, because, I mean, one of them at least turned into a bucket in transition, if not both of them eventually turning into buckets on the other end, and obviously every little play made a difference in that ballgame when Superior won in overtime. I think Jay being back is huge for Northwestern. He's got to be at or near his best. He's got to be looking for his shot early, because I notice he's a lot different wide. If the Eagles don't get him a good three-point look early that he knocks down, or he gets drive into the bucket, gets fouled, or scores in transition, get him going early, and then I think this game comes down to, do we get the Henry Fombolo that we saw Saturday at Clark Danielson, or is this guy not really a huge factor like he was against Superior last time these two played on – January the 12th. I think that's the game. I mean, mm. I think Northwestern can do enough to slow down Superior defensively to give themselves a chance, but they need Henry Fombola to be his double-double self, if not close to a double-double, driving with reckless abandon, getting to the free throw line where he can, and being aggressive, being assertive, being the guy that Northwestern knows he can be. Now it's just a matter is he going to do it because it has been a disappointed season for him so far. I know he was great this past Saturday. Northwestern fans are hoping that's the Henry they're going to see the rest of the way. And they need that if they're going to win this ballgame. Caleb was the leader the first time these two played. No one else was in double figures. He was at 20 points. They're going to need him to be a factor as well, but I feel like the Eagles do just get enough. And maybe I'm just totally naive Wyatt, and I'm just picking them because I feel like eventually they're going to do it. I would be lying to you if I said that wasn't a factor in this pick, but they've been oh so close the last four times. Could the Jackets possibly do it again? You told me last year going into the playoff matchup. They absolutely could Wyatt, or Ryan, excuse me. They absolutely could do it again, and Northwestern again could be on the side of a tough, tough loss and a close margin. I just feel like one of these times Northwestern has to get them, they're going to be desperate, and I feel like they do get the win to keep their head above the water, and they just keep treading water. Somehow, someway, I don't know if it's going to end in a tournament berth for Northwestern, but they at least stay in that conversation. At the end of this weekend, they are back to 505-5 and in UMAC play.
0: So another one that we will differ on at the Mertz. Should be a good game. I would be a little surprised if Northwestern does find a way to go on the road and win this game, though. Fair enough.
1: I mean, okay, What what's the biggest difference then? I know you picked them to win preseason. I know you like Superior when they're at their best. But you can argue we haven't seen that yet this year, and you could just say it's bound to come. But what's the difference? Because you were the guy who last week picked Northwestern to beat North Central, and I was Correct. on North Central. Northwestern <laughs> did enough, had some huge offensive performances and won. What's the difference?
0: yeah i I do think superior is going to start to play their best basketball down the stretch here i i think there's a lot to say about this team and what they were able to do to close out last season and get to the conference title they have a lot of pieces that return from that team i think we've already started to see improvement from them from the start of conference play until now and i just they're going to be tough to beat at home on the road like this and I just think they're going to be able to get it done. It's it's one of those things where it's going to be a close game and Northwestern's not going to get enough from their guards down the stretch and Superior will. I'll take Javon Walker, a guy that's more experienced than just about anybody in this league and knows how to win games late. I'll take him and I think Superior gets it done.
1: They very well could. Uh, I think it'll go down to the wire once more between these two clubs. we got two more games to pick, Wyatt. Uh, Let's go first out to Mankato. Bethany hosting Morris. You feel like Bethany's going to be coming off of a win. I feel like they're going to be coming off of a loss. Morris gave them a fight in the first matchup out at Jim Gremmel's January the 12th,
0: 76-71. Does Bethany stay unbeaten in UMAC play, Wyatt? If I wasn't going to take Crown to beat them, I feel like I can't take Morris to beat them either. So I'll take Bethany at home. They do remain undefeated. There might be a loss at some point. Maybe it's even this weekend. But I'm not going to be the guy that tries to pick it, and then I, I lose a game in my predictions because of it. I'll, I'll ride with the best team in this conference, especially on their home court, and with a healthy uh, Drew Sagadol, who's now back in the picture. I just I think they're way too much and overpowering.
1: A five and a four point win the last weekend against these two clubs, where they got two wins on the road against Crown and Morris, but this time they're flipped around the other way where you got to play Crown first and then Morris second. I feel like it's another big test for the Vikings, but I can't pick them to lose twice. I mean, I picked them to lose Friday night against Crown. I feel like they bounce back Saturday. It is single digits, but uh, I feel like they get it done against Morris, and I'll say if Morris wins Wyatt, they're gonna to have to have twenty eight plus from Paul Dak. Yeah,
0: they got other guys, but in that gym, you got to score to win. Paul gonna to have to have a huge game. No question. Yeah, he he would have to be the catalyst, and certainly is gonna get a lot of attention, and rightfully so. And you just wonder if he is gonna be able to carry that load. I just I don't think it's it's possible. KP's got to try to shut down potentially the player of the year. Well, hey, too. and. And the big ticket, I mean, you should should make note of that. I mean, with the way he yeah. played last time out, I mean, if we're getting a different Kenny Placid, it is a different Morris team.
1: And I think this weekend could seal it, Wyatt, for Hunter Nielsen. If he's putting up big numbers once more against Tyrus Buckner and Kenny Placid back-to-back, it's not over. But this is a huge weekend for his campaign to win Player of the Year. I know Bethany and he would say, I'm not worried about that. But, hey, we're watching it. We're watching all the storylines. That's what we do.
0: Yeah, if if and you know what he probably isn't, but if you win the conference by three four games, which Bethany is on pace to do, and you got a guy like Nielsen who's near the top in scoring, leading the league in rebounds, blocks, all that stuff, like if he's up there in the top in all those categories, how do you not give it to him? He's indispensable for sure. Yeah, so I I, I do think, like you said, this is a a weekend to not only further separate himself, but potentially even lock this thing up. Last
1: one, Wyatt Cron, you feel like it's going to be coming off of a loss. I feel like they're going to be coming off of a win heading into Martin Luther after a game Friday night that could have them battered and bruised. Do they find a way to beat Martin Luther on a back-to-back where it could just
0: be a tough turnaround? It could be a you know trap game, if you want to call it that, for the Polars. How do you see this one playing out? Crown wins. It might be a trap game, but they're the better team. And I just don't think the Knights are going to be able to put together a full 40 minutes and keep Crown's offense at bay, if you will. I think Crown's going to get into a rhythm the night before against Bethany. I think they'll get a a decent output offensively. And then after facing Bethany in that big of a game, they'll come and take on a Knights team that's a little bit inferior to them. And they're just going to explode. TDW, triple digit watch. For the Polars on Saturday. Honestly, it could be Friday too for both them and Bethany too, for all we know. Maybe both offenses explode there as well. But yes, Crown beats the Knights. And if they do, Wyatt, I mean, Coach Herbert,
1: his staff, the players, and all Polar supporters sure hope it is not again triple digits for Crown, yet they lose to Bethany. Because that that happened last year. Triple figures, but they lost. If they do that again,
0: they're not going to be able to sleep on Friday. Bad enough to have that happen once, let alone you know, multiple times against the same team. Yeah. It's, it's tough. Crown is lost too. coming into this weekend. At the end of the weekend,
1: they will be winners of their last two starting a new win streak. They'll move to seven and three and beat Martin Luther and have a two and Oh weekend and be saying, quote, Kevin Garnett, anything is possible for the rest Love of the it. season for Love the crown it. college pollers with all the upperclassmen. They have all the old guys on that team,
0: they may need a weekend like this going 2-0 to really give themselves a jolt down the stretch. No question. It's, uh, it's a big game and, yeah, something to maybe get themselves back on the right track, if you will. It's almost like that game against Martin Luther couldn't have come at a better time. Yeah, after Bethany, um, I would and, not and disagree the loss, with that. And the loss to Morris, too, just with the way the yep. season is shaped out now for him. Totally. Absolutely agree. It should be
1: a very fun weekend across the upper Midwest. A full slate, fingers crossed, Lord willing, we will get 16 games played. Before the next time we talk with you, thank you so much for the support. As always, if you'd like to reach out to us, we'd love to hear from you. Find us on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, at UAO, the UMAC, or unlike any other, the UMAC. If you're staying off the socials, off of Twitter, Good I for get you. it. Tip of the cap to you. You can reach out to us on the old-fashioned email, though. Inbox is open at uaotheumac at gmail.com. Let us know how long you could tread water. Could you do it longer than myself or Wyatt or any other comment about treading water or anything else that you would like to share? We would love to hear from you. Soak it in, folks. February Frenzy is finally here. The best time of the year in the UMAC, which is kind of a league that we call unlike any other.